quote, making a statement about a group of people. I think that the outrage that is being shown uh, about these ads from Balenciaga uh, thought was for me um, in radiology. So since I hadn't been to college, I had to do all of my basics and stuff. So I did a year of that. And then I got accepted into the uh, Coleman College. Hello, everybody. It's the Ascension Podcast with Dr. Rick and Tiffany O. And we're sitting here for another session. This one promises to be interesting, uh, to say the least. Uh, we had a very powerful conversation surrounding marriage and love in the Black community last week, focusing on a segment uh, of former First Lady Michelle Obama and her perception and her recollection of her marriage and how she ironed it out in it. And we literally had, we went over last week talking about it. But as we got to the end, we kind of teetered off into uh, some topics that got my partner a little fired up. And she well, she got to talking about it and it kind of rolled off into it. And she said, we'll deal with this at another time. And I'm like, you know, typical mom. And so we're here and we're going to talk about it and basically what we're talking about. And I'm going to let her segue into it. But the hypocrisy of the manner in which the transgender community is pushing certain things the way that uh, pedophilia uh, and ephebophilia is also being pushed and normalized and uh the dynamics at uh at, at play so tiffany instead of me doing my long segue i'm going to actually turn it over to you and let you tell everybody what has you so fired up about it and i'm going to take the back seat today and i'm going to ride and let you roll okay well um so this topic is a touchy topic, like all the topics we we kind of delve into, but um, this one more so because this community um, likes to be heard. <laughs> um, so we're going to be talking about, you know, the transgender community or and, 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 and I, I want to lump everybody in. So not only transgender, but those who um, call themselves liking the same sex um, and wanting to be of, um, un, un, you know, the other anatomy that you weren't born with. <laughs> so we're going to lump all that in because I have a lot that I, I do want to talk about when it even comes down to my children as well. Okay. So uh, the one thing that I wanted to speak about was because of the post that I've seen on social media. Um it was going around saying the transgender community was upset and they wanted uh, Aretha Franklin's song, Natural Woman, to be taken off of Spotify and all the other music channels because they thought it was offensive or, uh, yeah, offensive to them as saying natural woman, that there is not a natural woman, which is insane to me. Mm -hmm. The thought of that, just to even say that, is insane. Um because in my, because there is a natural woman, you're naturally born with female parts, female, you know, ask, you're a woman, you're a natural born. That's what she means as a natural woman. Not even just that, not even just the, the parts of yourself, a natural woman in her aura, her femininity, that is a natural woman <laughs> working and maneuvering in her femininity. So when I heard that and seen that, I was upset. It, it made me mad because just because, there's always something. It's always it's it's always something that they're getting offended by, of what what needs to be stopped. And uh, when it comes to, I guess their uh, their feelings. So, yeah, I want to talk about that today because 
if if you're if you're offended by someone saying a natural woman that means and you're saying that there is no natural woman you're 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 contradicting yourself because if you're offended by it that means that you know that you are not a natural woman <laughs> you, you if you're if you're so if you're so hurt by it you're not a natural woman because if if, if you consider that if you consider yourself a woman you wouldn't even need to even speak on that because you would think yourself as a natural woman <laughs> first and foremost well, i mean in in, in the the processing and psychology behind your position um, is pretty simple. The reason and the rationale, the fact that you're offended by someone saying they are a natural woman uh, brings to light the fact that you don't feel you are. Because if you felt you were a natural woman, you would just sink into the song and you right. would just proud of hearing it and, and into it and, and identifying with it uh, as anything else. The fact that it offends you means that there's something in it that is diametrically opposed to your identity. Right. You can't connect with it no matter how hard you try. Now, here's the thing with me. Uh, I choose in many instances to give my energy to the things that I can control. Uh, so I don't do it a lot. Now, I know a couple of transgender people. I know a lot of people who are a part of the LGBTQ community. And I've already told them, I'm not adding them on damn alphabets. I'm A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K. You guys are just getting <laughs> ridiculous with it, you know. Uh, but the um, thing that I've always had an issue with, and the crazy thing is, as much as I, as I fought racism as a part of what I do in my work, I have never been assaulted and attacked more than when I've said something that has enraged the LGBTQ community. Mm -hmm. I've never had racists show up to my site in hundreds of thousands. This mm -hmm. happened back in 2015 when I uh, addressed the Prancing Elites, which was a show that was on, I want to say, uh, TV One or something like that, but it was being advertised on OWN. And it was about these young males from Alabama and they were part of this dance team and they were male, but they were presenting in a very feminine light. And my issue that I addressed wasn't their identity at that time. My was, is why is it that the emasculated image of the black male more easily to digest and more readily pushed in mainstream? than the masculine man who comes home, takes care of his family, does all the things that the average man does, as good or better. We don't see that, but they're ready to put us in a, in, in a feminized uh, image, in an emasculated position, or in a criminalized or animalized presentation. And so what I did is I addressed, man, they stormed that, that article, and that my site still hasn't had as many hits and any other thing than when I did that. Yeah. And so I know what to expect when you come to it. And my issue has always been, that has always caught the air, the ire, excuse me, of the LGBTQ community. And the crazy thing is, it doesn't with anybody that I'm associated with. Like I said, I have close family members who are part of the community and they understand I have a right to my opinion, like you have right. a right to live your life. Um, and I'm not going to love you less because you're who you are, but you can't make me say I'm okay with it. Mm -hmm. What you can make, what you can expect me to say is I love you and I got your back the same way mm -hmm. I've got everybody else's back with no qualms. So, but what, what gets me is being from uh, the mental, mental health community, being a, a psychologist, when terms like, uh, homophobe or transphobe pop up. I know as a mental health professional, as a psychologist, that a phobia is an irrational fear that has the principles of a diagnosis, diagnosis but at the, at, the, at the primitive level, it's an irrational fear. Someone disagreeing with you isn't an irrational fear. It's a disagreement in lifestyles, a disagreement in philosophies and concepts. 
it's a personal inalienable right in this country that I can sit up and have that disagreement. But what happens is when you label someone now that this is a negative tag, nobody wants to be a homophobe. So when you label a person a homophobe, what you're saying is they hate you. No, I don't hate you. I don't, I don't have time to hate anybody. Right. You know, I don't hate my enemies. I just know who they are and I'm ready to deal with them when I have to, the way I have to. But sitting around carrying around negative energy hurts me. And it can't allow me to love the things I love. So I'm not going to do that, but I'm going to call a spade a spade. Now, so if you want to do your thing, do your thing. But what I hate about the community as a whole, and then I'm going to pass it back to you, is they cried foul and foul because they felt maligned that people were trying to force them to be what they weren't and trying to do this. And they fought for their right to be themselves. And while I don't agree with it, I surely, surely support it because nobody's going to tell me what I'm going to be. So if that's what you want to be, go for it. But what you don't get to do is tell me I have to co-sign it. Right. Be you, do you, love you, and I can be your friend. Just as long as you know, if you ask me what my opinion is on that, I'm going to give you my honest opinion. Then love on you and pay for the dinner. That's, <laughs> and, and, and that's the thing is saying that I don't agree with you isn't the same as saying I don't love you. Saying right. I don't agree with you is just the same thing as saying I hate you. Mm -hmm. Saying I don't agree with you is what I say to 100% of the people I know. There's something that we don't agree on. We just happen to be in disagreement about something you're sensitive about. Mm -hmm. That ain't my problem. Right. So my issue is that first. The second thing is I don't believe that you expose young children to certain stimuli with certain angles and certain pushes. I don't I don't talk about my I don't talk to my young well when they were younger. My younger children didn't get conversations about heterosexuality. Mm -hmm. You know, we didn't talk about straight sex, but we're pushing homosexuality. Right. Well, you can't talk about homosexuality as a, a as a source of discovering your identity without presenting the very premise of sexuality. Mm -hmm. And now you're introducing a situation in which you're opening a door, a lot of which the gay community doesn't support. But your battle is creating an opening. For right. Because you are trying to socialize kids at such a young age to grow your numbers that now you are sitting up and you are putting them in the, in the, in the line of sight of people who are now seeing them in, in, in a way of sex, in their sexual identity at a time that nobody should even be thinking about sex as it pertains to them. That's something you allow a child to grow into. Now, here's the problem I have with it, and then you can have it. Regardless of this identity thing, if I identify as heterosexual, if I identify as homosexual, if I identify as a different gender than the one I was born with, here's what I can tell you scientifically, that if left alone in a general cycle and not pushed either way, 80% of children who are considered gender confused normally end up aligning with their natural gender. In other words, if given time, the things that they're going through aren't maybe that abnormal. They're trying to find themselves. There's so many different things. And never in the history has there been so much uh, stimulation coming from so many different directions. And we've also, in, in, in the move to make it okay, generally, we've normalized it in media making it popular. So now you have people assigning themselves to it because it's cool. It's cool. And so now you've got stuff. Like I hear little, 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 little cats, you know, young cats that want to be thugs talking about doing homosexual acts. I do that, but I ain't gay. So I can identify as heterosexual, but behave as gay, and I'm still heterosexual. Right. And so what are we seeing? We're seeing ambiguity. ambiguity. We're seeing mm -hmm. blurred lines. Mm -hmm. If you want to manipulate a people, give them blurred lines. Mm -hmm. If you can't readily and dis distinctively 
distinguish between one thing and another, it, the line becomes blurred and it becomes easy to move people over into areas that they would not normally move into when there is a distinct line. Because you've blurred it, that means I can play in a place I'm not supposed to be in and not be identified with the place, jump back over here and pretend like I was never over there. Mm-hmm. And that's where you get the download brothers in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm sorry. I know you're in Atlanta. <laughs> But, yeah, <laughs> but uh, it's notorious. I spent a lot of time there, and I know a lot of them. I know a lot of them that are. Uh, I don't know any current ones, but I know a lot that are ex-professional football players and basketball players. Mm-hmm. And rolling, and, and 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 a lot of them are marrying women, and continuing the behavior. Right. That's not fair. And so it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. But my biggest concern are the kids, and the those who are unknown and i as a lover of black women when something infringes upon the beauty of that unbelievably feminine divinely feminine nature i get edgy edgy and ready to fight and when someone is sitting up and trying to compare themselves to the black woman or when you look at these young uh transgender athletes who were men and now are competing as women and winning at everything as if they are excelling at something at a higher level when really and truly they are at at an advantage. I have a problem with that because scientifically and biologically we know better. What you want to do and how you want to see yourself is your prerogative how you engage and interact with others becomes something a little different. And to if, in, in, in most importantly, if you want to be respected, you've got to respect. You don't get to tell me that I need to give you your space to be you and then tell me I don't get to be me. I've got to flow with you. You, Who made y'all guys the, the end all be all to what will be first and foremost? But don't get, see, I said I wasn't gonna do this. I said I wasn't gonna do this. <laughs> no, I totally, I totally agree with you though. I mean, everything you said, you've hit right on the head, and and it's something that I wanted to speak on as well, just because they're the, the, the point of them trying to normalize this when it isn't, and I'm going to I'm gonna say it because this is how I speak, it isn't normal. So Scientifically, it isn't normal. Biblically, because you can tie science into the Bible as well. I don't care how many people want to kick against it. It's not normal. You cannot have two people of the same sex and procreate and keep this earth going the way it's going. It will be desolate. So for you to push this as a normal thing, you're not going to do that with me. I'm not going to accept your mental disability as normal because that's basically what it is. And, and nobody and, wants and, to talk about that. Nobody wants no. to talk about as again as a person that's in the field of psychology. We're not talking about the fact that before 1972, homosexuality was listed in the DSM, the Diagnostic Statistic Manual of Mental Disorders, as a mental disorder. Right um, now. What people don't want to talk about, and this is where it gets ugly, and this is where we're probably going to get a lot of pushback, is that in 1972, David Rockefeller, Henry, Henry Kissinger, and a couple of others came up, and that, 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 that became this concern about global population control. The global population was starting to explode. We was coming off the baby, baby boom uh, era, and things were looking a certain way, and they were talking about population control. There's something called the NSSM 200, where they discuss in great detail the need to do that. What's a little less known is the NSSM 2000, which are some of the mechanisms that were going to be used. One of the mechanisms that were going to be aimed specifically at certain racial and ethnic groups was homosexuality. Homosexuals don't procreate. Right. Okay. So again, you promote that, and it's a part of the NSSM 2000. And so now you've got that and a number of other different things, uh, eugenics and a bunch of other things popped up in this discussion. Margaret Sanger played a major role mm-hmm. in, the, in, in the debates and the discussions of how this would be done. Black women were 
uh, without their knowledge. Uh, uh, with men, it's called castration. With women, it's called uh, when you purposely render a woman incapable. You make her infertile, but it's a term right. for it. And I can't, it, it won't come because I got too many words going through my head at one time. But it'll it'll pop up later. But uh, they were doing this to black women. It was literally a law in the state that if a one a, a black woman a black woman specifically was determined to be unfit or lack the capacity to be able to take care of kids, whatever, they sterilized. That was it. Sterilized. Yeah. Okay. So, and as recently as about eight years ago, some of the states still had the laws on the books. They took finally took them off. They weren't. Mm -hmm operating in that anymore but they were still in the book mm -hmm. so, a part of this was again the homosexualization of certain groups easy targets and what you find is look at the media and they start to normalize it now you look you you, you use the term and you made a statement that it's not normal and so what they did is they normalized it i go a little further than saying normal i say it's not natural because right. you can normalize something yeah. And you can get your numbers to a certain level where all of a sudden it becomes normal. Certain things that we see on TV wasn't normal mm -hmm. in 1970. You didn't right. hear it. You didn't see it. Now it's normalized. Certain behaviors you see out in public now, it's normalized. Doesn't make it natural. Mm -hmm. And okay, so my whole thing is the natural flow of thing is the order of things. When you get as close as you can to the natural order of things, things improve. When you move away from the natural order of things, even when things seem not to be connected, they are actually inextric inextricably bound together. And so what doesn't seem to have anything to do with something can. So when you look at the moral decline, when you look at social decline, when you look at global uh, uh, catastrophes, and all of the different things we look at life and say, oh my God, what's going on in this world? It's as we move away from those things that are natural, as we abandon the natural order, right. we start to see the consequence. It's happened more than one time over the course of history and you can study it and you can look at it. It can be traceable. It's not a feeling. It's not a, a religious ideal. It's when you are in the natural order of things, there are certain things that happen when you disturb those things, you create chaos. You create antinomianism, a, a desire to do whatever I want to do at mm -hmm. the cost of the whole. And that's what individualism creates. The problem is on a scientific level, if we're going to talk about humanity, we are, we learned this in elementary school. Humans are what? Mammals. Mammals right. are what? Social creatures. What does that mean? We operate best in groups where we know roles. And when we operate in these groups and we know our roles, everything gets done. Everybody's safe. Everybody's doing what they're supposed to do. And we perpetuate our lineages for generations. When you interrupt that with something that isn't natural, that disrupts the natural flow of that projection into the future, you put the future at risk. But you also create situations in which things start to collide and eventually chaos starts to make sense. Right. And... And no matter how hard you defend chaos, the end result is the same. Mm -hmm. the no, you're very much true. And it, like, like when all this was, I, I like, I have a niece. She's, um, she's lesbian. So she, she came out, you know, a couple years ago and I've always known. So, um, and it's something that my, my sister had a hard time with. Um, she, you know, she went through this whole upset crying phase and all this stuff. And I, she, I remember her calling me and telling me, and I literally was like, I know, like it wasn't something that was hidden. And I, and I don't know if maybe she, it was because, you know, as a parent, you, you want to, you want to think the opposite. So yeah. you're in denial in, in some type of way. Right. So I didn't want to hit her hard to where, you know, I know, you know, get over it. I was just like, it's something that wasn't hidden and um, you just got to deal with it. Now, when my, when my daughter, her cousin found out my, my, I didn't talk to my children about stuff like this. Like you said, we didn't, we didn't even talk about the heterosexual sex like yeah. that. We didn't, yeah. we didn't put this all out. So I didn't talk, speak to my children about none of that or this. So, and, and, and my oldest was, my oldest was in high school. 
So when this came out, she found out, and my, my mother was upset and on all this stuff. Um, my, my oldest came to me and was like, why is everybody mad, mom? She was like, uh, I thought it was normal to be like that. <laughs> she was like, is it, is it not normal? And I was like, you know what? Um, and, you know, I'm very, even though I'm not for it, I, I take your stance. It's what you identify as. I'm not going to sit here and belittle you. I'm not going to have hatred towards you. That's not any of my concern because it has nothing to do with me. It's not me. It doesn't affect me in any kind of way. Unless you're trying to push something on me personally, then that's when I'll be affected. But if it has nothing to do with me, that's how you identify, then that's okay. But don't push it on anybody. So when my when my daughter came and asked me that and asked me if it was wrong or 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 normal, I just was like, I'm sorry. I have one thing to say. And basically what I told you, I said, I said, look, I said, look, can a woman and a woman create a child? And she said, no. I said, so a man and a woman can create a child, right? She said, yes. I said, so which one do you think works or how, which one do you think is the right way to be? And she said, the man and the woman. I said, exactly. I said, because if two people are the same sex, can we as humans thrive? She said, or, or, you know, you know, just can we, can we survive in this, in this world? She's like, no, I said, we will be extinct. I said, so with that, I'm gonna make you have your own, you know, I, I made you, you make your own decision of how you feel about that. But I had my own stance and I told her where I stood and I said, um, and she, and she understood it, but that's how I explained it to my children. And I never even thought I had to ever have to do that until that came up. And so I had to explain it to my younger ones the same way. So they understood when they got around their cousin because she automatically wanted to change her entire outlook. Like she wanted to be a boy. So she's cutting her hair off. She's she's looking like a boy. She's no, she's no longer dressing like the girl. She has all, all boy clothes. So I didn't want them to be you know alarmed when we get to their house and they're seeing Madison not as Maddie <laughs> as somebody else. Right. So, but yeah, this is how it affects. We don't even look at how the, it affects our children. You know, our children are looking at this and, and you're pushing this agenda because that's what it, that's basically what it is. Now they're seeing it everywhere. They're seeing it on TV. I, I'm getting called from my. So, so ever since I, I pointed that out to them, my two youngest ones are looking at a Disney movie and they pause it and they're calling me, mom, come look. And I'm coming in to look and it's two men, two cartoon men kissing each other or like and they're like, why did they put that in this movie? And I'm like, you see, but they're catching it and I'm not. And they're they're looking at this. So you're putting these things in to normalize it, like you said, and right. and, and pretty soon it's going to be like this everywhere, all the time. Right, and and again, understanding how the mind works, I I get that when something challenges your natural social construct of how life goes, it makes you uncomfortable. And so when we see that, especially back on now, here's my thing. I'm like you. And then I'm going to share something. You shared something intimate. I'm going to share something intimate as well uh, to really give gravity to the position I hold. But I grew up in the, first of all, I grew up in the black church. I grew up in, in a musical family in the black church. So I didn't just grow up in the church. I grew up in the choir setting. So you knew, uh, if you understand the black church, you know, I grew up around gay people. So the idea that gay people just all of a sudden popped up is absolute, absolutely asinine because mm -hmm. they've always been there from right. when I was a little kid and you knew it. And your mama would say this or that about them or whatever and, and everybody like this here. And you knew, even the ones that didn't want to admit it, you knew. And you, you went on about your business. They lived their lives. Everybody did what they did and nobody was nobody was tripping. Everybody knew, look and look and tell. And then eventually it got to the point where it was okay to sit up and admit it. And so that was this whole coming out of the closet era, you know, where people start to be openly. I'm mm -hmm. like, you were never closed. <laughs> yeah. We knew. Okay. So we did it. Now, back to my intimate moment, you talked about your niece. I have 13 kids. One of my daughters identifies as being gay. Now she started out dating boys. Uh, she went through some things and I don't want to contribute to things she went through as the reason for her identity now. But her high school boyfriend, who eventually became her college boyfriend, died at the age of 21 from uh, an embolism that came from a blood clot that started in his leg. 
So at 21, they just found him dead. And that took her to a place and she went through some things or whatever. When she graduated college, she came home and all of a sudden I got a call from her mom. You know, luckily I have good relationships with my exes. I get a call from her mom and she's telling me, hey, this is going on. And so when I talk to her, my conversation is, hey, you know how I feel about this, but you're still my baby. I love you. I got you. And nothing changes with me. You know, as long as you don't come to me telling me you want me to sit up and say it's okay. Mm -hmm. So we just know where we can tread. Now, if you need to talk to me, you hurt, you're going through something, come talk to me. That's never going to change. And at a certain point, because you love this person, you're not looking at what they're going. You're not looking at who they're going through it with. You're looking at what they're going through. Mm -hmm. And so you treat it as such and you love on them and you therefore and you support them. You still have a right to hold your position on your value system. Mm -hmm. They have a right to develop their own. She develops a new value system that was outside of the confines of what my value system was. Didn't change my love for her, but it didn't mean I had to follow her. Mm -hmm. And she understands that. That's going to happen in a lot of different areas. It just so happens when it happens in the area of sexuality and gender identity, everybody loses their mind. Right. Kids are going to, some kids are going to grow up and don't want to be a part of a capitalist society. I don't want to get a job. I'm going to go live as a bum on the beach. That's not how we reared you. Oh well, nobody's gonna make a big deal about. They'll talk about. Ooh, they're going through a. They're going through a. Uh, you know, they're going through something. Is what we'll tell everybody. Mm -hmm. When our child comes and says, "I'm gay" or "I'm identical," you know, you know what's going on. But the thing is, my baby came home well into her twenties, having experienced life on her terms. We never told her she had to be heterosexual because we didn't have that talk. Right. You know, we weren't pushing an agenda. It's like, hey, you're going to be what you're going to be. And then when she came and she said she's not that, look, I love you. Her mom was like, what do you mean? I was like, look, you think actually that's going to make her not be a field? Right. Stop. What you got to do. And so I finally got her mind what she's going to be at. And I sometimes I don't think she really knows. <laughs> Just listening at, you know, what she's going to, what's going to, but. I give her space to be heard. This is her journey. This is her walk. My job is to help and parent in the space that I'm given at that age. How do I parent you? I'm not your boss. I don't control your life. I'm here to make sure that when you are falling, you don't hit the ground. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, you know, the post I made on um, Facebook about parents controlling their children and make and wanting them to do exactly as, you know, they want them to do when it's like, I made a post and I said, you know, you have children and they are their own little beings. They're, 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 they're a separate human being from you. You've lived your life, let them live their life. Even if the decisions are not the decisions that you would have made for them or you want for them, you have no control over what ultimately what they're going to decide to do. You can't, you have to let that go. And I, and me speaking of personal experience, I grew up like that. My mother was the most controlling person in the entire world. She did that to all three of us, to me and my sisters. And, and I've learned that lesson and I've taken that into account when I have my own three children. And when that happened with my niece, my sister was acting the same way when I was speaking to her on the phone, it reminded me of my mom, like, look, Madison's going to be who Madison's going to be. You have to accept that and love her because she's going to be still Maddie. She's not changed. She's not some different alien. She's not some somebody that's morphed into something. No, she's still the same person you birthed. Love her no matter what. And that's it. And she and, and, and it was hard for her to grip that. She 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 fought against it for a long time. And it was to points to where my niece would call me and and call me and, and want to have these talking moments with me and ask ask me why, you know, why can't my parents understand and, and why do you understand? I'm like, I'm like, Mads, and I understand exactly what you're going through. I'm not gonna love you any less. You do what you do. I don't agree with it. And that's one thing I always want to say. I'm always gonna speak my mind, I'm always gonna tell you how I feel regardless and how you feel and how you take it is your personal issue it's not mine it doesn't mean i hate you it doesn't mean i don't love you i do but i do i do i agree with it no um and and you know parents have to understand that um 
actually I have another story. It's kind of crazy, kind of, kind of crazy. So my mother is re of course remarried to somebody else. And, um, he has three children, two out of his three children are gay. His son, his son is gay. And then his youngest daughter, um, is a lesbian as well. So what, she, what my mother called me up, um, a couple, like a month or so ago, and she had issues with his daughter wanting to make a decision to have um, surgery to cut off her, her breasts. She wanted to become a boy. So I, uh, you know, I don't really entertain my mother or I, I don't really speak to her like that because she is a really, really big trigger for me. But um, when she does call me, it's, 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 you know, to check up and ask questions, but sometimes it's, to talk about stuff like this <laughs> and stuff like this really triggers me because of the way she is. And I have to always bring myself back and be like, this is how she is, Tiffany. You've got to let it go. But that, but do I want to let it go today? Because no, I wasn't going to let it go today. I was going to let her have it today. But <laughs> so, so she called me and was tell, telling me how she can't believe that she, that she did this, that, that this girl did this without telling them that she was going to do it. The thing was, she was upset that they went home for Thanksgiving or whatever, and they were eating, and she not once mentioned to them that she was going to have this done. They found out via social media on Facebook that she was getting it done, and she was so upset, and she had to go tell her husband, and, and she had to go prepare her husband for what she was going to tell him. And so... Um, Hold on one second. Okay. Can you, if you can leave something, you can leave it. I gotta get back. I'm actually with somebody on the screen right now. Okay, thanks. Man, nobody ever comes to my door, so I'm like, what the hell? I'm trying to sell, me, <laughs> trying to sell me water. But go ahead, uh, and, and I'll I'll have to. Yeah, you're good. Yeah. Um. No, and she and, and and mind you, his daughter is well adult. She's like in her late, maybe she's in her late twenties, early thirties. I'm not really sure. I don't keep up, but she lives in a whole different state, got her own home, and all this kind of stuff. But now my mom's upset. She sees this Facebook post that she's getting surgery, and her and her husband wasn't told about it. So she calls me up, and she's like, "Tiffany, can you believe? Can you believe she didn't tell us or what?" I, uh, and, and I had to prepare my, I had to prepare her, my husband about his reaction. I told him, "Don't get upset," but she, but she's going on telling him what his daughter's doing, and 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 she didn't tell them. And and why, why why do you think that is? And she's calling me and she's asking me these questions. And at this point, I'm getting real upset because she's like, "Who does that? What woman does that?" Um, when, when there's perfectly women, when there's, when there's women out here who are suffering from like um, cancer or whatever like that, and they need and they don't and they need breath, and, and why would she do that? Why would she? Why would she mutilate herself like that? So I'm I'm when I get real triggered by her, I get real quiet. It's a it's a, it's a defensive mechanism. It's, I kind of went on to, it went and went into it on my YouTube channel. It's right. something I do where I shut I shut up like I totally shut down and I don't speak because I'm so angry. That I can't speak. So she's like, hello, hello on the phone, hello. And I'm like, I'm like, mom. She's like, what do you think? I'm like, I'm not understanding why you're so upset. And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, calm down. I said, first of all, why are you upset? Why is it any of your business? She's a grown adult. She's like, but where, where, um, the, she didn't even tell her father. I said, first off, she don't even live with you guys. She lives in a different state. She, she don't even talk to her father, as what I know. She don't talk to her father. Her father disagrees with her lifestyle. He's made that perfectly clear to everybody. We know about it. And why do you think she's obligated to even tell you anything? 
She's like, and then she goes on to say, well, you wouldn't care if your daughters came to you and said they wanted to do that? I said, no, I wouldn't care. I said, because it's not my body. I don't have to live with that. Would I be upset a little bit? Yeah, but I'm not going to sit here and, and, and come down on them and tell them what they shouldn't be doing and why everybody, no, that's not my job. That's not what I'm here for. If that's what you feel you need to do, then you do it. And she's kind of quiet. Oh, I don't know. I get. I guess you're right. I don't know. I get. I guess. I'm like, no, because that's your issue. You want something to be mad about. You want a drama. You want this drama, and you want to control what people do. And and she's done that in my life. So I had. I actually went off on her. I'm pulling back. I actually went. I went Wait, left. <laughs> yeah, I, I can imagine. I went uh, left. <laughs> Because that, that's what people think. They they have these children, and they, and all of a sudden they can't do anything on their own. They gotta go through them first, like they're the boss, like they're the CEO. Right, no, right, right. And 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 I agree one hundred percent. I think that uh, in governing our our, uh, our parentship, it's not to control. It's to guide. It's to support. It's to set and give principles, but allow the freedom to think through what they want to be, how they want to be, and how they want to move. And you hope that they take on certain values, interests, and principles that you're presenting to them that you think have served you well. But we also have to be very aware of the fact, and you and I have discussed this, You, we have to be very aware of the fact that there are some things that our parents did with us that didn't translate into good parenting. Mm -hmm. and just because that's where we're coming from doesn't mean that's necessarily what we want to impose or superimpose upon the thoughts and, and ideas of our children. We want to give them the ability to critically evaluate things and take what they know from what they're seeing and learning and then determine how they want to move because mm -hmm. ultimately it's your, it's your, it's your decision. You're going to live with the results. You're going to live with the consequences and I'm going to be over here doing me. So, <laughs> I'm, and, and, and the thing is with all the living I've done, there are some things I look back and say, man, I, I, I screwed the pooch on that one. I screwed mm -hmm. it big time. And that's the same freedom I've got to give you because that's how you grow. That's how you right. develop. That's how you discover you. So, my issue, obviously, isn't with the decision. Now, do I agree? Do, will I ever say it's natural? Not at this particular point in time, unless I can see something other than what I've been able to see and uncover in my years of research. Will I say it's natural? Will I sit up and say I love you the same as I love anybody else? Absolutely. Uh, will I treat you like a human being? Absolutely. Will I ever leverage hate against you because of what you what you chose? Absolutely mm -hmm. not. But what I have a problem with is let children be children. Right. Let children decide in their own time when it naturally comes upon them. You can't keep superimposing ideas into certain things. Anybody that understands the development of a child mind, anybody that understands, especially from the age of birth to five to seven years old, a child's mind is almost constantly in the state of theta. It's downloading information and it's determining the parameters of living life. It's going to be the decisions. It's going to be the same thing that they're going to use to make life decisions. Years down the line are these parameters are paradigms that we create through which we live. Let that come naturally because they're going to live with the consequences of those decisions. And if it's something that's a lifetime decision, they can wait four or five years before they have to engage all of the things they're going to have to process in order to make that decision. It's not something they need to decide immediately. And trusting a child whose mind has not truly developed to determine how they identify and then demand that other people in positions of authority address them as such or be terminated is, again, another thing that's absolutely ludicrous. You're asking right. a, child, a child at up until 14, a child is looking to their parents to determine their identity. That's why fathers are so important to the home because the father is the primary source of identity, mm -hmm. the male and the female offspring. So when you sit up and say at seven years old, you know, you know, you, you, you can be anything you want to be. You don't have to be a boy. If you don't have to be. Well, that's something that they need to engage when their mind can literally contemplate the mm. dynamic of the lifestyle that that infers. And so I know 
what the world is like for someone. And I still can't tell you how it feels because I'm not a part of that community. I didn't make that decision, but I can tell you how I've watched people respond to that. And the person who's choosing that needs to know that you are literally making a choice to make your life harder. Right. Okay. If that's what you want to do, you need to really be able to process what that means for you. You can't tell me seven, eight, nine, ten, even 13 year olds can process that because you're 25 and 26 before your brain fully uh, develops. And then you got to get emotional maturity, emotional intelligence, and all these things that 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 a lot of us 35 and 40 before we start maturing. Mm-hmm. And you, you're expecting an 11 or 12 year old to make that type of choice. And then you're not really letting them make it because you're bombarding them with images. So you are literally guiding. Right. Programming and guiding. It. And so. Even with the even with the genderless birth certificates. <laughs> Come on yeah. now. Right. You know, you, you, you can be whatever you're going to be. We don't, we're not going to choose for you. When you get old right. enough, you'll decide. No. You're born male or female. Right. Uh, in rare instances, there are hermaphrodites who were born with both. Very rare, but it happens. So you identify based off of that. And then if you decide when you get older that that's not who you are, there's no, there's no age cutoff is what I'm saying. If you don't decide by the time you're 10, then you're stuck being this the rest of you. No, you're not. That's just it. I get to be a kid. How about that? (laughs) How about I get to be a kid? And then when I start becoming an adult, I can adult a little bit and determine and decide adult stuff. Sex is an adult thing. Mm -hmm. But because we're putting so much emphasis on sexual identity at such an early age, now we're opening the door for pedophiles and the feeble files. Right. I'm running in and say, well, hey, we're already sexualizing. Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Not no, not over here because I just got an actual um, letter. I have it, had it right here, a letter from my my eleven year old elementary school saying that they are going to talk about the sex education uh, between males and females, and they will separate the students according accordingly, and it's going to be taking place on like. And, and 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 it will be it will be speaking about same sex and heterosex, heterosexual sex and if this is supposed to be happening February fifteenth I said not my child <laughs> right. you won't be I, I mean I don't understand why why this has been taken out of the hands of of uh, parents and now it's going into education right at an elementary school elementary school back then in, in in the day when I was coming up we weren't even thinking about that. No, like that wasn't even that was far from my mind. I can't even remember sex education until we got into biology, like right fifth grade. Yeah, it was high school. Yeah, and so the idea that you're lowering it and coming in because anybody who understands, see, for the average person who's a part of the LBGDQ community, we are just picking because they don't understand the agenda because they're not a part of the agenda. And and if you talk to a lot of people in the LGBTQ community, like I said. Some of my high school friends, okay, one of my clo- closest buddies is a lesbian. And we went to high school. She graduated a year behind me. Unbelievably brilliant young lady. Uh, crazy, funny, will have you cracking up and, and all of that. And that's all I, I, I care about about it is that she is a wonderful person. But we have these conversations and we're 90% on the same page most of the time. She doesn't believe in the, the agenda to feminize the male image. She doesn't believe in constantly promoting over hyper uh, extreme identities. In other words, flaming uh, mm-hmm. gay men and right. hardcore butch women mm-hmm. as the ideal situation for what that community looks like because she feels like that's not the reality. She also believes that there's a certain thing that's appropriate and not. She don't believe in pushing it on young children. And so we have these conversations. My thing is If you don't, and, and most of the people who are going to be upset with this are going to be upset with it because they don't understand the science behind it. They understand how they feel. They are, and they are also like a bunch of other people in a bunch of other groups 
and genders, including black people, are constantly gaslighted by the media to be angry about stuff they shouldn't be focusing on being angry about to keep your attention off the things you actually should be focusing on. So when they sit up, they're going to tell you because he doesn't agree with you, he hates you. He's a foe. No, I love you. I disagree with you. That's not a phobia. That, that's mm -hmm. not a fear nor a hatred. I will stand by you and defend your right to be you. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to tell you I agree with it. I'm going to tell you I agree with your right to do it. Mm -hmm. Okay. But what we have to realize is that when you start putting imagery in front of children, the imagery has a massive impact. Why? They're still developing. They're still downloading all of the information that they're going, their brains are going to conglomerate into a paradigm that tells them what's right, what's wrong, what they can do in this world, what they can't do in this world, uh, who they're going to become, uh, what they belong to and all these things. But you're putting, you're giving it to them at a time that historically it hasn't been given to them. So now they are processing this on top of what they should be processing. And now they're having to be, and it's almost like they're forced to choose. Mm -hmm. So am I straight? So right. am I gay? So am I uh, identifying as the opposite? Am I neutral? Am I binary? Am I? And, it, and you're going like, this is what a kid that's seven and eight is having to right. figure out now? I just want to know, can I go outside and play? Play, right? <laughs> and, and so my thing is, let people who are mature enough to take a life decision. Ain't nobody seven making life decisions. Yeah. Why are we letting them do it? And then we're firing teachers who literally sit up and say, okay, you can be who you want to, but I'm calling you, you know. Right. Because now it's like they or. you. Yeah, you can't be him or her. Yeah. His or hers. It has to be theirs, they, and they them. Yeah. And, you know, like, hey, my brain don't work that way. I'm not right. my brain trying to remember who I can right. say what to when I can say it. Unless you got it on your shirt and you change your name to it, you want me to call you them all the time, your name better be changed to them. And bring it to me and show it to me. I'll put it in the roll book and your name is them from now on. We won't have any problems. But just sitting up, because you know what will start happening. You know, kids. Today, my name is Tom. Yeah. Tomorrow, my name is Tammy. Mm -hmm. Next week, I'm going to be Regina. And then the week after that, I'm going to be Reginald, just to drive my teacher crazy. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and what are you going to say? Because all they have to do is say, I identify. There's no process to go through to say psychologically, this child is actually identifying. It's just, this is what I identify with. Yeah. I identify as being a truth teller. So I'm going <laughs> to give you the business. I'm going to tell you exactly how I feel and I'm not withholding anything. And I'm going to be okay with how you feel about it. Yeah. And so that's that. So, you know, I think that what I draw from this, and then you can close out and tell me, what I draw from this is that it's okay to be in a dis in disagreement. I think also that it is necessary and a requirement for responsible adults to stand up and say, that's not good for children. And we're going to stand in defense of children. And we're not pushing gender one way or another. We're saying, let a kid be a kid. And when the time comes, that kid will, as a, a an adolescent or a young adult, make that determination. And then we will support them in their decision, whether we agree with it or not, like any other parent. But to sit up and say, you're going to be forced to do it. You're going to have to accept it. If you dare say anything contrary to it, you are attacking us. No, we're not. I love you to death. But you're cutting up over there right now. You're doing too much. Settle down. You know, uh, again, it, it's a real sensitive thing when you start talking about natural. 
<laughs> because it's no longer good enough in, in, in that vein to say, this is just who I am, who I decide to be. Right. It's important now to say, it's just who I am. They don't want decision associated with it. They want it to be that I didn't have a choice. I ain't got time to argue with you on it. But what I'm going to tell you is, do you. But I'm going to speak in an understanding of what I've been exposed to. I have that right. I'm going to tell you, dance in your right. I'm going to dance in mine. And what that, what that means is sometimes we're going to be dancing in opposite directions and we may step on each other's toes. But if we really truly love each other, we're going to say, okay, my bad, have a good day. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be me, you be you. You don't get to make me your sidekick. No, I agree. Um, everything, I, I agree totally, 100%. Um, and I also, <clears throat> me closed out. I think a lot of this has to do with a lot of a lot of the people who do feel this way or who identify as that and who back in the day, like you said, this wasn't a big thing back in the day. It was covered up. It wasn't spoken about. It was hush hush. But I think a lot of it has to do with parenting. <laughs> it all comes back to who we are as parents, how we are parenting and where we got that parenting from. So a lot of the times a lot of people didn't come out was because of the reaction that they would get from their parents so i think that's i think if we focus and hone in on that all this wouldn't even be happening at this point to be honest with you we are so messed up as a people that we don't know how to parent let alone take care of ourselves parent ourselves but parent other people mm -hmm. so the reaction is what they're focused what what they were scared of and afraid of because if it if if it was exactly how I no, I don't want to put myself as I but how how a person would say like my kids didn't know anything about it but I also didn't give them a reaction to where I would attack them and take their head off and scream at them and tell them no that's wrong that's, that they normal it was to a point to where they weren't afraid to come to me and say hey is that normal or not normal or you know, we don't have that. That was not that was not the norm back in the day. Back in the day, is I'm screaming at you and I'm and I'm I'm beating you or I'm whooping you, and you ain't gonna be that way. Right. So I, I'm, I think, I'm gonna beat it out of you. Right. I'm gonna beat it out of you. And yes. I think a lot of that has to do, which is this is a good topic as well, has to do with religion, how it was put into our head that this is right, this is wrong, and if this is and if this is this is wrong, this has to be handled this way. You know, you know something about the rod in the Bible. I don't know what that is, but <laughs> but that, that, that's how we're all brought up in the church. We're brought up with that religious thinking, and even though I was brought up in a very religious household as um, a child, and even even now coming from my background as an adult, coming um, being a part of this, you know, the Hebrew Israelite community, they're really gung ho on that, and I take a different stance on that, on what their thinking is and how they would treat people. I, I, I've, I've experienced that. I've experienced the shunning of a person if they don't do what they're supposed to do, and 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 that's how parents treat their own children when they hear stuff like that. They, they, I don't want nothing to do with you. Get out, or you can't live in this house being that way. Or I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna raise no no person that's gonna be like that. That's why they don't come. Out. That's why they're scared. That's why they're afraid. But we, but we're, we don't understand where that's coming from. It's all programmed into us from religion and and all this kind of stuff. But anyways, that's a whole other topic. But uh, I, I totally agree. Um, and I feel I feel like you know we need to protect our children. We we need to protect them and let children be children. Um, I let my children be children, and that goes far as far as not just talking to them about um, their sexuality, but just. Heterosexual, heterosexual or you know whatever they want to identify as right I that mean, shouldn't even it, it, that shouldn't it, even it, be a top like that that shouldn't even be I, i'm not i'm not sitting here talking to my five-year-old or or you know six-year-old about sex or sexuality like that that, right. that shouldn't well, even be coming well, up well and, and, and to give it validity to what you're saying we're not while we're talking about the, the whole sexuality thing the principle behind the parenting philosophy that we're talking applies across the board. I don't talk to my children about the bills. Right. You know, 
how hard it may be at any given time. My grandson comes over every other weekend and he's trying to figure out why me and his grandmother are no longer living in the same house. I say, what you want to talk? What else do you want to talk about? Mm-hmm. We're not discussing that. That's not for you to carry. That's not that's not for a child. So we're not going into those areas that grown folks struggle to deal with and expect you to manage it. Right. And so we're also going to add uh, sex into that. You're not ready for it. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. It's to me, it isn't about who you're sleeping with. It's about the idea you're trying to sleep with anybody, or the thought that you're entertaining who you will sleep with at a time that that shouldn't even be on your mind. Mm-hmm. And what does is you're hyper advancing them sexually, which is a whole nother problem that right. nobody wants to talk about. Let children be children. That's a part that's missing. And what happens is when you don't allow a child to be a child, and then they do reach adulthood. That's still the yearning to live that childhood mm-hmm. and that's a part of their development they didn't experience. That gives them this 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 layered foundation of who they are and they missed it. Right. You know, and, and, and it's it's irresponsible on our behalf to sit up and allow that to happen. Do you be you, but let children be children. I think that we've said what we've had to say. We've gone an hour. Um, you were so much better than I thought you were going to be. I'm so proud of you uh, <laughs> because I thought you were going to give them the business. But I think that we are definitely in agreement and in, in our stance. And I think that uh, there are going to be people who are going to go out of their way to be in a disagreement and to, to be offended. That's just how things are. Uh, I think we were very clear in our stance and I think we were very loving in our approach. Uh, But we were who we are as individuals. Both of us are very direct and stern in our positions. We don't tend to bend. And uh, I think that's why we work together well. I think that's Mm -hmm. what we do is because there's no gray area. We are who we are. We have what we're moving towards. We believe what we believe. Right. And I think we need that because that, that cloudiness, that ambiguity that I was talking about, uh, that blurred line is what causes us to lose ourselves as not only as individuals, but as a culture, as a society, as a nation, as a world of people. We need clarity and distinction. And the more that we drift away from it, the harder and more difficult life becomes. And you would think we would see it. We keep whining, complaining about what's going on in the world, but we don't see how we've contributed to it because Mm -hmm. we want to be able to do what we want to do. So with that said, everybody, we thank you once again for dropping in on Ascension with Dr. Rick and Tiffany O. Um, We are looking forward to coming back with you with a lot more over the next few uh, weeks and we are looking at some different variations of how we're going to do production and everything. So things, the quality of what we bring is going to definitely escalate over time. Uh, but what we did want to do, sometimes um, when you start, it's not right. When you start, it's not where you think it should be. But the goal is to start. And that's what we did is we started. And I'm so grateful that we did. Um, and so just look for us. On that note, we're going to get ready to get out of here, and we will see you again in a week. Quote, unquote, making a statement about a group of people. I think that the outrage that is being shown uh, about these ads from Balenciaga thought was for me um, in radiology. So since I hadn't been to college, I had to do all of my basics and stuff. So I did a year of that. And then I got accepted into the uh, Coleman College. Okay, there we are. Another one under the belt. As soon as I get it up, I will um, get you a link uh, to the Spotify anchor. Okay. Uh, 
uh, podcast so you can share it with whoever you want to share it with. Okay. Um, and uh, if you let me know in time, you can also uh, upload it to your YouTube channel if you wanted to. Okay. Yeah. So just let me know so I'll know too. Well, I'll have I'll have copies. So if you want them, um, I'll have to find a way to get them to you because they're so large I couldn't email. Yeah. Uh, I can make sure you get what you need so that you can upload it uh, to your channel if you want to. If not, you know, no big deal. But just a bunch of different ways that it can be pushed. You know, okay. sharing the link on social media and promoting it. You know, on your different platforms. But mm-hmm. another one under the belt. So before I get off. Uh, Anything that I can do? No, I mean I'm about I'm about to I'm about to actually get on and see about this video stuff, <laughs> so I can get so, this um, book started. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of excited. So yeah, good. So yeah, uh, uh, each video you can get it subscribed. I mean mm-hmm. transcribed. And transcribe. Then you transcribe it. Just get to one of those, and I think that um, the best one probably for you. Uh, would be copy AI. I know any word is great at taking, you can put links in any word and it'll write an article for you based on the link of the article you get. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. But they have a, I think their, their, their top program, I forget what, what it costs, like 40 bucks or something like that a month, which isn't that bad. Mm-hmm. But it's only 30,000 words per month. So you mm-hmm. you have to pay more. But mm-hmm. copy AI is unlimited words uh it lacks some of the you know features that you get Mm -hmm. but it'll rewrite as much as you want it to rewrite so you can literally get all that stuff done in a month oh good yeah so as fast as you can transcribe it you can plug it in to copy ai and another thing that you can do if you just want to fish around and i'm doing this not so much for this time because i think all the things that i've shared with you is enough to make it work but what you can always do is like say any word in copy AI, you can always like say copy AI, put copy AI and put best alternatives in Google mm-hmm. and you'll get a couple of sites that come up. Okay. Uh, G2 is always going to be your best tech comparison site, but sometimes it won't, won't give you uh, comparisons on certain things, but look, look at the top of the list normally uh, right under the ads. Cause the first three entries on Google are normally going to be paid the ad yeah or they bid it for that spot so okay. you want to go right under that and that's going to be google's first pick for you that mm-hmm. wasn't paid for okay and so those first three after that are going to be good ones to look at and gain up so you can find a lot of tools uh that way that are going to help you do what you do and so yeah have fun with that if any questions <laughs> pop up uh, hit me and let me know, but I'm definitely working on making sure everything is working for us on this side. And uh, again, I'm here. Okay. Thank you. All <laughs> right. And you love on those babies. And you know, I will. I'll, I'll check on if I If I don't check on you later, I'll check, definitely check on you tomorrow. Okay. You have All a right. good one. You too. All right. Bye.